you could invite three amazing uh, female that inspire you uh, to AXO Female Catalyst Fans Party, who would it be and what would be on the menu? <laughs> Thank you for that question. Um, so definitely Michelle Obama. Whitney Hurd, uh, who is the founder of Bumble, one of the most successful female founders. To get a third aspect is maybe from the investor side, Serena Williams. I would love to have her <laughs> as well. Awesome. Uh, Sounds like a party you, you shouldn't miss. Welcome to the EU Startups Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the show hosted by Marcin Lewandowski. Hey everyone, this is Marcin Lewandowski and you're listening to the EU Startups Podcast. My guest today is Gesa Michajka. Gesa is one of the founders and general partners at the AUXA Female Catalyst Fund, a venture capital firm investing in female-founded startups in Europe. She is also the deputy president of the German Startups Association and a former member of the Young Digital Economy advisory board to the Minister of Economic Affairs and Energy in Germany. Gesa also founded the Evangelistas, a network of female business angels with more than 200 members. Everyone, please give it up for Gesa. Welcome to the show, Gesa. Thank you so much for having me, Martin. Amazing to have you. Gesa, so um, how are you today? I'm really good. New year, new vibes, sun is shining in Berlin, although it's like minus eight degrees or something, but it's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> really looking forward to 2024. Amazing. Great to hear that. Uh, guess up. So let's kick off with the first question. Co-founding Axel Female Catalyst Fund to support female founders across Europe is like um, lighting a spark for change. Can you take us back to the moment when you thought you know, this is it. Uh, we're creating something that will truly make a difference. I don't think it was a real, like a moment. I think it's a lot more gradual and actually it's not, mm. uh, it actually started back in, in my childhood. So I grew mm -hmm. up abroad. I'm a third culture kid and um, all the role models I had were basically women either not working or being household help or um, doing yeah. charity work. And uh, my parents telling me you can become whatever you want to and kind of they're, you know, it not being a reality for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then we started investing as angels before we set up the fund. So um, and and we have our own similarity bias. So we were investing a lot into female founders who mm -hmm. then gave us the feedback. Finally, someone's really helping us to get access to this very male-dominated VC world. And then right. uh, the VCs telling us, wow, finally someone's helping us get really good female deal flow. And we're really mm -hmm. struggling with that. So basically, I think the moment was uh, one of the moments. But as I said, it was very gradual. It was like, look, um, there's a problem and all sides of the equation have a problem. And we are uh, in the perfect position to help people solve this problem. And yeah. uh, and then then there was a really like great push from a friend of mine uh, who is also a venture capitalist and mm -hmm. um, Jens Lapinski big big shout out to him who one day said look you've been talking about this for such a long time and uh, you're just plain stupid if you don't do it now <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so it's right and then we uh, we started it and um, I think the change was uh, was obvious to us before we even started the fund awesome um 
You know, the, the mission, your mission with, with the fund and probably your personal mission as well is um, to promote equitable representation of female founders and investors. Um, and it sounds like, you know, orchestrating a symphony for change. Uh, what are the key challenges that need to be addressed in achieving gender equality in, in BC? I love how you say orchestrating a symphony of change. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like music to my ears. Um, well, I think, uh, you know, the main thing that we are addressing is the similarity bias. And, um, and it's something that's just intrinsic to every person. So we also invested a lot into female founders as we had the similarity bias and the, the whole VC ecosystem is very male. So, um, I would say the, the key challenge is to address this similarity bias. And, uh, in my opinion, there's, there's actually two, two main things, um, that need to be addressed. Number one is the LP side, um, mm -hmm. to make this, something that is really important in their agenda when they think about where they invest. In Germany, we have a saying, uh, the fish stinks from the head. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so if the LPs make this something really like a, a must have to have diversity in, in investment teams and in the portfolio, et cetera, et cetera, I think that would be something that really uh, would, would improve uh, this, this um, problem that we have right now. And the second thing is that uh, the VC funds um, hiring of uh, senior positions with females. But I think the main thing is actually getting the real um, power of investing into diverse hands. So what do I mean by that is like the general partners, because the decision makers in a fund should uh, become just more diverse and thereby um I would say those are like the two main things uh, from my opinion. I guess there's many other things that uh, could yeah. be done. But if you want me to, you know, put it down to two points, then, then that's what I would say. You're not the first one, actually, that's telling me, uh, who's telling me that, um, you know, change has to start from the top. And um, this is like, um, I recently uh, had um amazing guest also on the show uh Bali Nanga and she, she was uh saying exactly the same um, yes i love her from speed invest she uh yeah she's she's actually focusing on female founders for speed invest and yeah. uh yeah and, th and that's what they that's what all funds need all funds need people to have a mindset that they understand the different language that female founders might speak uh, uh and and just have the similarity bias that is required mm. or offset 100%. the similarity bias that one has is also an option yeah true um Gesa, as a deputy president of the german startup association um you're at the forefront of the startup scene uh, so what initiatives are crucial for fostering a more inclusive environment for startups in, in germany and and beyond yeah first of all uh, last december i stepped down uh, from this role oh, and after four years and <laughs> um and a wonderful team uh, um, uh, like with the head being verina pausta very successful mm -hmm. very great pr uh, founder mm -hmm. and um and investor in germany she took over with a with a really strong team um, mm -hmm. But I think that we set up in, in, in my time and, and it was something that I was really um, uh, at the forefront of also 
is the initiative for startup diversity. And what we did was we basically addressed all stakeholders. And I think that is the solution at the end of the day. We need all hands to, to, to create change. Um, so we addressed founders to dedicate real time and effort to get diverse cap tables. We um, mm-hmm. talked to investors um, to somehow overcome their similarity bias. We were uh, um, addressing LPs to demand diversity where they put their dollars. Also, yeah. the government, what about childcare at early ages in high quality? The state also like things like um, creating and, and showing off role models or making it financially possible for women to found businesses or also to have um, access to STEM courses at at universities and schools early on for for everyone. Um, And then we were also addressing uh, scale-ups to hire diverse staff. And Mm -hmm. uh, one of the also main things for me again is the state as as an LP to funds. Um, And also there are some state-owned funds. Make sure, uh, should make sure that... uh, that the that the team is very diverse and especially again the people making the decisions so the general partners in that case let's move on to evangelistas now because this is um something that really um interests me so so co-founding evangelistas uh which is a network of female business angels sounds like assembling a superhero squad uh to me So uh, what impact uh, have you seen from this initiative and uh, what role do you see it playing in the future? Yeah, well, this was, uh, it started off in 2019 with a, with a small WhatsApp group. And mm-hmm. um, back in the day, the, I just noticed, or we noticed, uh, look, we're women investing in startups and there's not many women doing that. Uh, so yeah. why don't we join forces with the other women and kind of, uh, you know, exchange deal flow, help each other, um, tell each other about events where one should go, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and we built this community and, and up to around 200, uh, um, evangelistas. And then, uh, we just noticed it was too big for us to handle. So, um, we gave it to Julia Duce, who's a, an amazing also investor. Um, but she also helps, uh, um, VC funds and private equity funds to hire, uh, female power in their, uh, in, in the senior team. So um, we thought she was exactly the person to to do this and and to um, and to continue with this. And what to, you asked, like, what came out of this, basically? So number one is, in my opinion, the role models. So since it was, it became very very public. Um, it showed many women, look, you can also be a, an angel investor and you don't need to be like the richest person on earth to do that. And, right. and it's actually pretty easy if you join forces then, uh, and there's many people you can join forces with. So that's the number one thing that it actually created. And the second thing was also it, um, it made access to deal flow and, and access to the cap tables. Uh, easier so um mm-hmm. there there were several deals that actually uh one I, that i know of we weren't part of this where eight different evangelistas were part of the of the funding round which was really mm-hmm. cool so it did have an impact so far and i'm sure because um Julia Duce, she's thinking a lot more in terms of European uh, network and and a lot bigger scale. I'm sure she's oh, going yeah. to uh, she's going to create an even bigger impact than we have so far. Mm, amazing, uh, Kessa. So we know by now um, that 
you're a busy entrepreneur and investor, uh, you know, balancing it all, uh, being a VC superhero by day, and uh, I've heard that you're a mindful hiker by, by weekend. Uh, how do you manage to find equilibrium and, you know, avoid burnout? Or uh, do you have any live hacks or rituals that help you keep um, the work-life harmony intact? Or maybe a secret dance move that, you know, only your family knows? <laughs> I actually do have a secret hobby that I don't want to uh, say on this podcast. Because <laughs> I feel... <laughs> uh, yeah i i feel like it's 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 nothing like uh special but um okay. uh, but the thing is that it's it's part of nature so so basically um i've been doing a lot of inner work and mm-hmm. um in all different sorts of things so lots of meditation uh lots of yoga lots of uh really you know doing deep psychological work inside mm-hmm. um and uh concentrating on good nutrition uh concentrating on good sleep etc etc so all these topics uh, have been really really key to my to me um and uh and it just in the in the past few months i've been doing something completely new so i've been going into uh something more astrological <laughs> yeah. and people may laugh at this but for me it was like really helpful it's called um so i started out with human design i don't know if uh, people know about this and in human design i'm an emotional generator that's the that's what i'm called and an emotional okay. generator needs to um first of all Uh, always listen to the own body if they should do something or not. And mm-hmm. this has been actually key to me being able to handle all the stuff that I handle in parallel. I mean, I'm, I'm also a part-time mom of two daughters and, uh, you know, with the startup association, with the evangelist, it was just a lot of things that I was doing in parallel. Yeah, yeah. And this helped a lot because it showed me like, if I don't take care, if I don't listen to myself and I don't take care of myself, then I will burn my energy But since I'm a generator type, I have like an endless energy. So um, mm-hmm. I just have to feel inside myself. What are the things I really want to do? And that was like a big aha moment for me. So that's like if, you, mm-hmm. if you're talking about the dance, <laughs> the secret yeah, dance yeah. move. I think my secret dance move is actually lis- listening to my body and really deeply listening to my body and, and understanding um, where is it that I want to put, put my energy And actually, the, 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 the next, the next thing, and for people who who know human design, this is pr- probably really interesting because the net, uh-huh. the next, um, let's say, the next phase I went to was uh, going into the golden keys. Uh, sorry, the the gene keys and the uh, golden circle. That's what it's called, and it's like a, it's like a path you go where you try to um, live a better life. Let's say uh-huh. it that way. And uh, it's been really helpful to me. So I have all sorts of different hacks and they're all about inner work. They're all about how, how can I make um, this life count count. This is super interesting. This is super awesome. <laughs> so what's, what's the most unexpected place you've uh, found the Zen at? Like um, whether it's a mountaintop or a cozy sauna uh, and how did it How did it inspire you? Funny enough. So I go to the woods every weekend, uh-huh. uh, almost every weekend, um, uh, because nature for me is like the place. But, you know, my final realization is, and, and this is really unexpected, um, the space is actually not a physical space. It's actually a space mm-hmm. in, right inside of me. 
and it's it's I can actually even locate it, so it's right under my stomach, um, and that's where I go to find Zen. Amazing! This is a great answer. I love your answer. <laughs> the place is not actually out. The place is inside you. Like this is place is inside me. It's inside me, yeah. and it's always accessible. That's a super cool thing. That's awesome. Um, guess um, working closely with female founders uh, probably must have brought some special moments. Can you share a moment that you know touched your heart, or a story that reflects the resilience and the brilliance of female founders that you work with? I'm Ooh, sure I that there are many. Of, yeah, I was going to say I have dozens of stories. Um, yeah. I guess one story that is really close to. Um, because it's just recently again I've been in touch with this founder is the one founder from our portfolio she actually um, grew up in a war zone and um, and continued her life and went to another war zone and then uh, kind of noticed deep inside herself that she has a lot more resilience um, than uh, than other people due to this mm -hmm. and so what she did was actually she turned this into a superpower and um, since then she's been working effortlessly uh, no not not effortlessly with a lot of effort but still like mm -hmm. um, how do you say like really heads on um, mm -hmm. dedicated to uh, find mm -hmm. something that she can really make a difference with and her um, north star is she really wants to uh, help people um uh, uh and no actually she wants to save the world that's that's her north star and, uh, and she said uh, the way to do that for her is to become a super successful founder uh, mm. earn a lot of money and invest this money into into nature into the people that uh, that will change things etc cetera, etc cetera. so turning something that uh, where life didn't you didn't give you the cherries that uh, you required and turning it yeah. into something to be able to give everyone else cherries i think that is a story that really stuck with me that is an awesome story definitely war story worth um, sharing uh, Gessa, uh, if you could, let's change the topic a bit. Uh, if you could invite three amazing uh, female, let's say, entrepreneurs, investors, or leaders, um, generally female that inspire you, uh, to also female catalyst founds party, who would it be and what would <laughs> be on the menu? <laughs> Thank you for that question. Um, so, definitely Michelle Obama. Definitely, uh -huh. Obama. Obama, uh, out of obvious reasons, also like her whole, uh, all her recent books and talking about enoughness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, mm -hmm. Then Whitney Hurd, uh, who is the founder of Bumble, one of the most successful female founders. I think it would be also like with children, you know, doing this and and being a great role model. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, so uh, to get to get a third aspect is maybe from the investor side, Serena Williams. I would love to have her <laughs> as well. Awesome. And yeah, those were the, would be the people that I, I would invite. And what would be on the menu? So it would have to be vegan or vegetarian. I'm not a. I, I, I'm none of both. I try to eat vegan, but I'm not. Um, but I think it's 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 the right thing to do, basically. And okay. um, and I think uh, to to keep it like really healthy, I would have mm -hmm. lots of salad and vegetables. And one thing is like I'm an absolute addict of cashew nuts and dark chocolate uh, from a specific mm. brand. So that would be the dessert. <laughs> 
Sounds awesome. Sounds like a party you, you shouldn't miss. Um, guess as you're looking into the future, um, can you paint a picture of the landscape for female entrepreneurs and investors that you would like to see in like 10 years from now? Um, like what would be uh, like the blockbuster ending that you envision for the VC industry in terms of uh, gender equity? And um, if, this vis- uh, if this vision uh, had a soundtrack, what song uh, would play in it? Okay, so what's the vision? The vision for me is that gender doesn't play a role anymore because mm-hmm. it's just naturally kind of that there that there's a specific threshold, let's say 30%, mm-hmm. that no gender mm-hmm. uh, goes goes below. So that for me would be like the what what I would envision. I would like the way women work, how they think to be valued yeah. and seen as a real strength, real contribution to whatever and um mm-hmm. and and I mean the ending would be I would like the face of the economy especially in the higher ranks and the higher hier- hierarchical levels to yeah. be a mirror of the face of society mm-hmm. and um yeah and and I think happily ever after is basically what we what 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 I, what I would like uh it to be so everyone in the world saving big problems uh working together for a good cause etc etc and soundtrack that um fits to that um maybe um we are the world from uh what is it USA for Africa or from Africa USA for Africa I think uh, yeah. uh, you know uh, we, um, we are the world we are the children mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah and there's one passage that says kind of let us um like let, let let us know or realize that uh that change can only come if we all stand together if we all do things together so that yeah. i would use <laughs> yeah that change can come like can only c- come from within because like there's a lot of people you know who go out there and they try to change the world by changing other people and you can only see the real change once you change yourself first right that so, first um, but you can also only do it if everyone comes together like yeah, we can't work against each other we have to work together collaborate have a an abundance mindset have a yeah so collaboration abundance mindset those are like the main things that i i would like that uh, soundtrack to encompass <laughs> amazing guys um, i've been enjoying this interview so much thank you so much for your time that was actually the last question uh you, you're so nice i could talk to you for hours um thanks so much good luck with everything and um, i hope to talk to you soon thank you so much martin for having me it was great fun <laughs> awesome ciao ciao